What's going on, man? Welcome back to The Basement. If you're new here, this is a fantasy football channel. We do a little bit of redraft, a little bit of dynasty, a little bit of best ball. And I am your host, Ron, a.k.a. Lisa Ann's Fantasy Fuckboy. And today, we're going to be talking about the boy, T. Higgins. I think there's a lot of sleeping going on on T. Higgins in terms of his dynasty value right now. And there's a little bit of this thing that I'm calling the Jamar Chase discount and the time to buy T. Higgins is right now. Before I get into that, if at any point in time during the video, you're fucking with the channel, you're fucking with the content, you're saying, oh, I, I actually like what he's saying there. I think he's making a great point. Go down below, subscribe, leave a like. It really helps the channel grow. And we've been seeing a lot of that growth recently, man. I, I love all you guys to death for getting us to 1.2 thousand subscribers at this point in time. And we're gonna keep on rocking the rest of the summer. Before I keep on rambling, let's get right into the video. Check up out. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, passionless rappers get casketed with no remorse. Was holding my spot until after it. Showed them all, swarmed by your sword. Behind him, a trail. When we're talking about T. Higgins' dynasty outlook, I want to zoom out, look at what he did in college what he did as a rookie in the NFL, and then what he's going to do for the next three plus years, what his future outlook looks like. First up, we're going to talk about what he did in college, and the guy came into Clemson with some legit pedigree. He was a five-star recruit, the second best wide receiver in his class, and the minute he puts his little pinky toe on that Clemson field, he balls the fuck out. He hits that 20% plus college dominator rating that we're looking for. He did it in year one at age 18.6, which is in the 96th percentile. And that's what we want to see from these young wide receivers. If, they, if they're 18 years old and they can produce against 22-year-olds, they could do the same thing at 21 against grown-ass men. And when we're looking at prospects, the next thing I like to do is look at their receiving yards per team pass attempt. That's literally just receiving yards divided by team pass attempt. It's dope because it measures volume and efficiency, and then it's also free. It's not behind some paywall. You don't have to pay some PFF subscription for it. It's free. You can go to Pro Football Reference, calculate the staff, stat yourself if you want. But T. Higgins, in this stat, when you look at it on a chart over years out of high school, he doesn't look spectacular. Those red dots on this chart and that dotted line shows the average top 24 wide receiver in fantasy and what they did in college. T. Higgins per just barely underperforms all of those little dots. And if I just stopped you right there, you'd think T. Higgins is kind of a meh prospect. He's kind of whatever. But here's the thing. Let's add a little bit of context to this Clemson offense. This is a Clemson offense led by golden boy Trevor Lawrence. They're in the ACC and they're blowing teams out. They're playing sorry non-conference teams like charlotte you know those cupcake games that they're getting in the beginning of the season guys at charlotte dudes just getting business degrees trying to make it out here and on some random saturday at 4 p.m they got to just go get their ass whooped by clemson and what that ends up doing is it gives t higgins a bad environment to produce because he's not given that same 60 minutes as everybody else is in college and this tweet by Jack Miller really shows what I'm talking about. He said, in 2019, T. Higgins finished with a 59, 1,167 and 13 stat line. Only 11 of those catches, 169 of those yards, and two of those touchdowns came after halftime. In other words, 81.3% of his receptions, 85.5% of his yards, and 84.6% of his touchdowns were in the first 50% of the, the game. Let that sink in. He was putting up NFL caliber wide receiver numbers in college while only making it to the second half of games on occasion. The guy was literally sitting in the locker room at halftime against Charlotte, hitting up his boys. What, what's, the, what's the wave for tonight, fellas? He wasn't even thinking about the game once it got to halftime. They're up 60. It's whatever. And I went out. I found these numbers so you guys don't have to. 
in his junior year if he had played both halves he would have finished with 96 catches 1996 receiving yards and 22 touchdowns and that's Devonta Smith Jamar Chase level type numbers and this is the same guy that's in an NFL wide receiver room in Clemson he's got guys like Amari Rogers Justin Ross who for all you guys that don't know about Justin Ross the boy is the truth he would have been a first round wide receiver last year but he ended up getting a some kind of spinal non-football related injury sucks to see it and then you also have Cornell Powell who I just put on the list you know he went in the sixth round to the Chiefs worth mentioning so if anything in that environment when you're not even playing in the second half of games you literally have 11 catches in the second half of games his yards per team pass attempt looks a lot better now he's just barely hitting the thresholds but by only playing in the first half of games so we can literally almost like 1.75 times those like little dots on the graph and he'll shoot up look like a a solid prospect he's looking nice and where this profile gets really interesting is going to be his size and his his archetype you know he's 6'4 216 he has that alpha dog type build and alpha wide receivers they're bigger they get more targets they have a higher ceiling they have all that good stuff we're looking for in wide receivers you know the julio jones deandre hopkins michael thomas type build and for a guy that only ran a 459 he had a 19.8 98th percentile yards per reception so he's getting about 20 yards per catch on every play and he's not even a speedster that that really sticks out to me he's not a speedster he's not a yak guy you know will fuller deshaun jackson tyree kill those are the type of guys that you you think have 20 yards per reception type stat line and he had a a 15.5 average depth of target at Clemson he reminds me a lot of AJ Green you know they're they got that wiry tall build at 6'4 they play on the perimeter they're running a lot of deep routes post routes nice ins across the field crossers they look really good in the intermediate and deep parts of the field without being that that speedster type deep threat you know they're winning with physicality with contested catches and they're both you know they're both bangles they you get it they kind of look similar then we go to draft day he gets drafted at the 201 the first pick of the second round he gets drafted to the bangles remember let's 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 zoom out on what t higgins is for a second he's an alpha wide receiver with second round draft capital literally barely second round draft capital we're talking 33rd overall draft pick an age 18 breakout and those are numbers I'll bet on every time. Any wide receiver in a vacuum that's an alpha, top 35 pick, we're, we're age 18 breakout, we're talking about the perfect prospect. And I love his fit with Joe Burrow. He's somebody that likes to push the ball downfield. He did it with Jamar Chase. He did it with Justin Jefferson. They all they both produced really highly in contested catch rate at LSU. What's really interesting is when you look at PFF and you and you divide up their stats, you know, you have their their offensive grades in each part of the football field. So we're talking line of scrimmage, short game, medium, deep. Both of them really produce well in the medium and deep parts of the field. So I think it's a it's a match made in heaven, and we saw that in year one. In the nine games Joe Burrow and T. Higgins played together, they made sweet, sweet jazz music up there in Cincinnati. T. Higgins was on pace for 76 catches, 1118 yards, and seven touchdowns as a rookie and we're not talking back half you know he really starts to break out because he's kind of getting into his stride we're talking weeks 2 to 11 so it's not even when a rookie wide receiver usually produces like crazy like when AJ Brown was looking like a wide receiver one on that back half stretch in his rookie season he had a 14.74 points per game during that week 2 to 11 span which is higher than both DK Metcalf and AJ Brown had as rookies this is a this is a really really solid freshman season or rookie season that nobody really talks about and to be honest this little stretch i know you have those other games that he played in the season i don't really care this is really the only stretch that i care about the rest of his rookie season was played on a bottom five team with brandon allen at quarterback and they could have just gone out there in an xfl uniform to a random xfl game cfl game and nobody would have known they were a trash squad 
on the back half of the season. And that really overshadowed how good T. Higgins really was, you know, kind of put a stigma over his name, especially when you have guys like C.D. Lamb, Justin Jefferson, both going absolutely nuclear as rookies. And it just really all overshadowed how impressive T. Higgins rookie season was like we're talking really impressive we're going to get our money's worth today and we're going to look at T. Higgins sophomore comps his sophomore best comparables if you will and I made this sophomore database a couple weeks ago and it pretty much has about like 300 plus seasons of wide receivers it has their points per game as a rookie it has their PFF receiving grade and it has their breakout rating which is from the breakout find over at player profiler and it pretty much just contextualizes how good the player was as a prospect how good they were from a production standpoint and how good they were from a film on the field type PFF perspective. And I pretty much just filter things around, like give or take two at points per game. And I, I get a, a list of, of wide receivers that performed very similarly to T. Higgins as rookies. And the list is pretty crazy. We're talking Calvin Johnson, Mike Evans, AJ Green, AJ Brown. These are all elite stud wide receivers. And all of them have produced top 12 seasons in fantasy. And half of them have performed at a top five level in fantasy football t higgins is an elite company and is on a superstar type trajectory and nobody really cares about it and remember these numbers that points per game in that database is not from that 14.74 span it's from the entire season so we're looking at like a 12.2 points per game and he still looks really good and i just want to bet on the talent that list is a, a special list and I, i'm telling you guys when i put players in there not everyone looks like that when I, if i put like chase claypool in there it's not looking like that if i put jerry judy in there it's not looking like that t higgins is an elite wide receiver from what he did in year one and what he did in college and that's why i have t higgins as my wide receiver 14 in dynasty he is my 409 in startups and he's going at the sixth round right now before that he was going at the 312 then draft day happens now he's going at the 604 this is that whole jamar chase discount fellas we're this is dynasty we're talking we're, this is we have these players for life talent over situation all day long i get that jamar chase is great understand jamar chase is my wide receiver one i have my wide receiver seven in dynasty jamar chase is a generational talent but if you're going to tell me that t higgins was the 312 and perceived as this, the next great wide receiver and all it took was for them to draft one wide receiver and the whole thing comes crashing down i, I gotta buy that dip because when we're looking at wide receiver it doesn't work the same way with running back so james robinson's there they draft a first round running back okay james robinson's now gone but at wide receiver multiple wide receivers are starting every week these teams are running three wide receiver sets four wide receiver sets there's wide receivers that can produce with other wide receivers in the offense it doesn't you don't only need to have one and if jamar chase can be wide receiver seven with t higgins in that wide receiver room then why then you can bump up t higgins because if you have jamar that high then you're discounting having another alpha in that wide receiver room so at that same token if you have jamar chase high then you also need to have t higgins high it, ha it can't it has to work both ways if if an alpha in the wide receiver room is a problem for you then jamar chase needs to be moved down to like wide receiver 12 and then t higgins get moved to wide receiver 20 but you can't move one up without moving the other up as well and the thing is that people don't understand is that t higgins will still get his in 2021 of the nine wide receivers that qualified for t higgins sophomore comps that i showed a couple minutes ago they all averaged a 20.2 percent target share in year one and then jumped to the, to an average of 25.6 percent target share in year two and the crazy part is is that t higgins literally had a 20.2 percent target share as a rookie so literally the average of that list and i don't think it's wild that he's going to jump up to a 25 percent target share in year two and expect T. higgins to improve year two wide receivers always make that massive jump you have michael gallup made that big jump Cortland sutton made that big jump we see it all the time and especially when we have zach taylor in cincinnati there's going to be plenty of targets to go around for all of the wide receivers in the games where joe burrow was healthy they passed the ball at the fourth highest rate in the NFL in neutral game scripts. This is no garbage time, no being down by 20 like the Bengals always are. So that means that them throwing the ball a lot 
isn't a fluke. It's not garbage time. It's not because their team is bad. It's because Zach Taylor wants to get up to the line fast and he wants to throw the damn football. Joe Burrow averaged 40.4 pass attempts per game. And at a 17 game pace, we're looking at 689 targets. Now, obviously that's just a projection. It's roughly, it could go give or take 20 targets, but we'll just say 689 targets. At a 20% target share, T Higgins would have 137 targets which is eight targets per game which would have been 17th among wide receivers in 2020 we're talking his absolute floor is 17th among wide receivers and because we know he's good he's talented he's going to be efficient we're talking top 24 wide receiver numbers as a sophomore in the nfl and if you want to actually give him that sophomore bump which i think he will get 25 percent target share would be looking at 172 targets or 10.1 targets per game which would have been the wide receiver four in 2020 in terms of targets per game we're talking top five target hog type numbers if you give t higgins that 10.1 targets per game we're looking at top 12 wide receiver numbers at the worst and that's completely reasonable you, you see you saw that with juju smith schuster as a sophomore with antonio brown they led the league in pass attempts antonio brown had a like a 24 25 target share and still had 166 targets that season Things like that happen. These wide receivers can produce in the same room as another dominant wide receiver. All of these wide receivers in their sophomore seasons, Dwayne Bowe had Tony Gonzalez, Stephon Diggs had Adam Thielen, Juju had Antonio Brown, Mike Evans had Vincent Jackson. The list goes on. A lot of these young wide receivers, they start out their career, their rookie contracts, or they even play through their rookie contracts with competition, and that's completely fine. You even have Julio Jones who started his season or his career out with Roddy White. Then you had Calvin Ridley. He had Julio Jones when he was coming up, and he's still doing fine. It's not a problem. Players get shuffled in the nfl chase can bust he's a rookie we don't know what he's gonna do i think he's gonna probably hover around 20 percent target share in 2021 and then as things go on we'll probably see chase hover around 24 to 29 percent target share 28 percent target share 27 who knows t higgins will probably hover around 25 percent, and that's enough for both of them to be relevant in fantasy you don't know one of them could get hurt one of them could get traded one of them the, the, things happen in the nfl so i'm gonna bet on talent over situation especially when these players are young i have t higgins in almost all of my startups at this point you can ask all the boys from the discord that are in the subscriber leagues i don't leave startups without t higgins so that's the video man t higgins go buy him we're getting a huge discount right now because of that jamar chase pick it still hasn't corrected itself you can get him at a six round pick in startup drafts which is insane to me let me know down below in the comments who you guys can't leave your startup drafts without and also let me know i'm gonna be doing a bunch of sophomore content you know year two players in the nfl what their dynasty outlooks are because i have that sophomore database might as well squeeze in as many as we can before we get into full-on redraft season where i'm bringing you guys content about redraft fantasy football mock drafts all that kind of good stuff so i don't know if you guys want to see brandon iu deandre swift you want to see like an obscure one like gabriel davis darnell mooney let me know in the comments down below and as always if you want to get involved in some mock drafts you want to be a part of this dope community that we're building here me and you Go down below, join the Discord at the top of the description. It's completely free. You can hop in there. You can get trade advice from the from the people in the Discord. We've got a bunch of sharp ass people in there. And as always, you can follow me at RonStore underscore on Twitter. I'll probably have a thread out on this pretty soon. And I'll see you guys in the next one. <laughs> yeah. Passion is rappers get casketed with no remorse. Was holding my spot until after it. Showed them all, swarm by your sword. Behind him a trail of slain amateurs. The pen pack with coke and cannabis when he handles script.